0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, that word of God which we consider this evening is the conclusion of Mary, the mother of our Lord's nekikah, which we have been considering in our Advent preparation during our midweek services. We read in Jesus' name. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. God has helped his servant Israel. This is what Mary sang saying to conclude her Magnificat, which we've been considering during Advent. God has helped his servant Israel Let us consider whom God helps. Israel. He helps Israel. Mary has already sung about how she will be called blessed by all generations because God her Savior has done such great things for her. She has confessed the gospel which is for her, and it was for her. She believed it was, and she was saved by her faith. She believed in Jesus. But now she sings, or at least we sing it, that God has helped not just his maidservant, but his servant, Israel. And so we move from the very personal praise of Mary concerning herself, and who could claim to be so honored, to the corporal. The corporal claim of the church, it is the whole nation of Israel whom he helps. See what Mary recognizes here: this Savior who is given to her to carry in her womb and give birth to her, and to give birth to and offer her her body, him her body to to and, and, and to clothe and to feed and to clean, to have all her honor and dignity as a woman wrapped up in. This baby isn't o- isn't only her own savior. He is the savior of all who have hoped in his mercy. God has regarded not just her lowliness, but the lowliness of his servant Israel. Mary's joy, therefore, is not her own unique possession. It can't be. And this causes her heart to rejoice all the more. She is happy and exultant, not because of some private message from the angel to her. The Lord is with you, though that is exactly what Gabriel said to her, and it was true, the Lord was with her. But it was because of a public message, which is for all people, that caused her to magnify the Lord with all her soul and rejoice with her spirit in his salvation. He is called Emmanuel, God with us with us with us she is not alone all the lowly are exalted god is with all who trust in him mary's child was her savior mary's child was also the savior of all her people as gabriel said to her the lord will god will give him the throne of his father david and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. The reason all generations will call Mary blessed is not because God helped Mary alone, but because God helped all Israel. Who else would call her blessed? It was because he helped the whole house of Jacob, and because he will reign over them as their helper forever. All generations join in her rejoicing, By saying that all generations called her blessed, Mary isn't expressing how flattered she felt. She's expressing how happy she is that she has been given what all generations need. What your fathers and mothers needed before her. What King David needed. What every sinner has ever needed. And for whose sake they have any hope to rise again. And we are part of all generations. We call Mary personally blessed because, as Mary said, we too are helped through the child she bore. God remembers us. God did not speak to everyone's fathers. He spoke to Mary's fathers. He spoke specific and firm promises to them about what he would do in time when the virgin conceived and bore a child and of what that child would do to bear our griefs and carry our sorrows and die to make atonement for our sins. What God remembered is what God had promised in his holy word. Mary rejoiced that God remembered what he promised to all who heard and believed his holy word in ages past. This is what she means by Israel. Those who are helped by the conception and birth of the eternal Son of God, who became flesh and blood in the womb of the Virgin Mary are those who believe the promise spoken to Mary's fathers and mothers. They are those who know their need for what God remembered. This is what is now meant by Israel, or Jerusalem, or whatever we sing in our hymns. It refers to all believers. It refers to the Church of God through time, who have Christ in common. God helps all Israel, by remembering his mercy. Mary knew that God was merciful before the angel Gabriel announced his conception. Well, of course, she was devout. She had the faith of Abraham. She had God's word. The hope and trust of God's people was always grounded in the mercy of God, since God first called Abraham out of idolatry and promised that all nations would be blessed by his seed. And so also this promise was made even long before when God promised that the same seed of the woman would crush the devil's head. A promise he made while cursing the devil even before he laid down any curse on us. He was so eager to get the promise. And Mary was this woman. Adam named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. And yet, generation after generation after generation multiplied and died. But those who held this promise died in hope of salvation and everlasting life for Jesus' sake because they trusted in this seed. And Mary was the woman. All life was in her womb, not by the seed of man, but by the word of God. This life was for all people. If God had sent an angel to Mary promising her salvation exclusively, she would have been right to doubt it. But why did she not doubt it? She remembered. The reason she did not doubt it is because she remembered the word of God. And she believed the angel that spoke to her. Because she remembered what God had remembered. She remembered what God had already promised. God never promised her her own personal unique savior. The promise of mercy that God had promised her was the promise of mercy that God had promised to the whole nation of Israel. She was not alone. It was a promise she had known since she was a little girl. The promise to the whole people of Israel was salvation for everybody. All people. Mercy. Mercy is when God doesn't condemn you for your sins, but forgives you instead. This is what it means to be saved. To call Jesus a Savior is to say that he was born to take our sins away. God remembered his mercy by sending a Savior for all sinners. As the angel said to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you, is he talking to you? Unto you is born this day in the city of David, which is Christ the Lord, a Savior. This great joy is to all people. That's why Mary rejoiced at what God remembered, and that's why you can know that it is for you as well. The good tidings are for all people, but the baby is born in the city of David. The baby is born through the line of Judah. The baby is born to fulfill specific promises, but these specific promises, which were made to specific people, are now published for the whole world to hear. The gospel, or the shepherds, also did not see a personal vision for themselves alone, like Joseph Smith, or Muhammad, or like the many mystics in ancient days, and even to this day who claim to have unique knowledge from God. And without exception, these false prophets, who claim such private revelation, have supposed knowledge of what you must do to help yourself, and it's for you. But they bring nothing from God for you, nothing but demands and promises still far off. But no, this which Mary rejoiced in and the shepherds glorified God for was for all people. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth That is, in the gospel promise that makes known the mercy that God remembers toward everyone on earth. It is for all people, not because all people have natural access to it by their own thoughts, no. But because it requires nothing from any person other than to receive what God assumed our human nature to win. God remembered. God remembered what his people remembered too. He remembered the mercy he told them to remember and promised not to forget. His his faithful remembered. They remembered God's Word. And now God remembered. And His Word became flesh. Now God had done it. He remembered His mercy. It was known. It was known by Israel. It wasn't known by all people. It was known by those who waited for salvation. And now salvation had come to Mary personally. In order to come to all Israel. In order to come to all people. In order to spread to all generations through the gospel, so that we, personally, might know it too. Mary already knew that her salvation was in Christ. She knew that since she was a little girl. She was saved by the same faith that Abraham had, you know. But now Christ had come to her. God assumed the flesh and blood of all her fathers and mothers and all who ever did or ever will live and die. And he did so by coming to her. God had finally done what God had promised he'd do. And she knew it was for her because it was the fulfillment of a promise made to many more than just her. And so do you. And that is how you know. You already know that God saves you. You come here to know that God knows it, too. You come here to hear it spoken to you. Christ comes to you in remembrance of what you have trusted in. He joins you in your most personal needs and fears. He comes to you to speak words that you specifically need to hear, and that He had you specifically in mind when He commanded them to be preached. You know that He brings salvation, because what He gives to you is for everything. Or what else would compel God to comfort you and to save you and to have mercy on you? What else than what He promised to all people? So don't look for some qualifier in yourself. Think about Elizabeth as she exclaimed when Mary visited her and first recited the Magnificat. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? But the answer is in these words of the angels. For all people. And in these words that Mary sang. Or teaches us to sing. He remembers his mercy. It is in what God remembers. Why is this granted to you? 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 Why? It is granted to you because God remembered his mercy. To all of us. To all of Israel. Which was his mercy to all nations. Don't try to figure it out, why you, why me? Instead, rejoice in your salvation by confessing as Mary said you would, that she is blessed and you are blessed. Jesus came to Mary to come to you. Jesus comes here and speaks and teaches and rebukes and corrects and admonishes and puts you to shame. And reveals to you a guilt that you can't escape from. And a life that you cannot control. That is doomed. That we're in your control. Jesus comes to you. And does all of this. Precisely in order that he might be your savior. Jesus isn't just Mary's child. He's God's child. God gave him to Mary in order to give him to us. God doesn't come to us to threaten us. God doesn't come to us to hurt us. He comes to us to save us. God gave his son to us by giving his son to death for our sins, to bear all wrath against you. You know what God remembers even to this day by remembering what God promised to Abraham and to his seed forever. You find your place in this promise by considering your need. What do you need? You need the mercy that Israel needed. You have sins and regrets. You remember what you want to forget and you forget what you ought to remember. You make resolutions with smiles and assurances and you break them. You make promises to God and you fall. You have failures and yet unconquered desires that you ought to remember. You have, you have sinned. But our Savior's name is holy, as Mary sang. Holy is his name when his word is taught in its truth and purity. When the promises spoken to Abraham and our fathers are spoken to you. When the good tidings of great joy that exalted the lowliest state of Mary And the shepherds alike is proclaimed to you that this day a son is given and a savior is born no more to mary than to the shepherds no more to the shepherds than to you to all of israel who wrestle and struggle and doubt and fight to lay hold of that promise that always seems to be slipping out of our hands but he comes he comes to strengthen our hand around his promise and to clothe us with his holy and perfect righteousness. This is how he remembered our fathers, and this is how he remembers you, by speaking. So remember what God remembers, and forget what God forgets. Your God became true man to become your substitute. Whatever he bore in pain under the thundering wrath of God, he bore to forget forever. He remembers mercy. He said he would. On Christmas, we celebrate what God remembers so that we might never forget. On Christmas, we learn to come, where to come when we do forget. On Christmas, we learn why it is God wants us to be where he tells us to be. We learn what it is he does and says and accomplishes when he speaks. Do not be afraid. God's highest glory and honor is found in this, dear brothers and sisters. That on earth there is peace between God and man. And his goodwill and favor is granted to all who look for salvation and life. Does a baby come to condemn you? No. He comes to save you. Hallelujah. Amen. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, unto eternal life. Amen.